Welcome to Healthy Perspectives Podcast with Jeremiah, where we provide clinical perspectives on current social and cultural issues. And don't forget, you can subscribe at Podbean, Spotify, Apple, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe at any or all of them. You can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Getter, Twitter, and many other social media sites. Or you can email us at healthy perspectives with an S at protonmail.com. Over the years, I have heard great things about Martha's Vineyard, like fantastic things. But today, they made the news for a different reason. <clears throat> and I want to talk about that. Today, there were, well, by the time you listen to this, it will be yesterday, but there were 50 immigrants that were dropped off at Martha's Vineyard. Now, you might be wondering why I'm talking about that, because, you know, some of you out there, I know, know there's a few, think that I get all political, but politics can be dirty. Politics are a part of our culture, but they can be dirty. And I don't want to let that distract us from what really matters. And so today, I want to paint the story for you. What you have heard is stuff around Ron DeSantis sends 50 immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. Okay, maybe that's completely true. I mean, it's very possible. Um, I haven't seen it personally. I, I haven't actually even watched any of the videos, but I have read enough to believe that that is probably true. But what's the real story? What's the, the real story behind something like that? A lot of people think this is purely a political, uh, you know, move. And maybe, uh, there, you know, we got to leave a little bit of room for that possibility. But at this point in the game, uh, there's a different picture that I think is being painted. And I think we would all be wise to pay attention. What we know, the story is... Immigrants want to come to the United States. We are a better option than what they see in their home location. So most likely the conditions where they're coming from aren't that great. Or they're significantly better here. That means we are the fortunate ones. We are lucky. And I want to make sure we understand that. Because everything hinges on the reality that we in America, generally speaking, have it very good. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't people struggling. I know a lot of people who struggle. I'm a therapist. I, I, they come and hang out with me. But overall, we've got it pretty good because people still want to come here. In spite of the way things have gone the last few years with all the chaos with, you know, January 6th committee and, you know, like immigrants being taken to Martha's Vineyard and up to New York and wherever else they've been taken, they still want to come. Number 2. Immigrants cross the border wherever they can. If they can get here by boat, if they can get here across land, like if they can get here by plane and then just not go back, they're going to come through wherever they can. Most immigration happens at our border states. They'll be like, you know, Florida, California, Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, you know, and so on and so on. 
like our border states are going to see the greatest influx when there's an influx of immigration. They're going to see that. Also, if we're looking at the story, we're going to see that there's more immigration right now than we've seen in a long time, maybe ever. There is a lot. And it can't be stuffed under the carpet. We can't hide it. It's real and it's occurring. Whether you like it or not, there's always some some level of immigration occurring uh, in most places. But it's definitely a lot right now in the United States. Number four, they have to go somewhere once they're here. We either have the option of sending them back or we can take them in. Those are the two options. We send them back or we take them in. If we send them back, we have all these deportation requirements, right? The idea that we're, we're sticking them on a, you know, a vehicle of some sort and we're taking them back to a specific location and there's a chance that they might return, but you know, we're just going to keep moving them back, move them back, move them back. That's an option. It's not one that's being exercised right now because of our current administration. You don't have to like what I'm saying. This is what's occurring. If we take them in, we then have some decision points. These are just really basic human, like courtesy decision points. We got to make sure they have food and water and a location for shelter. Like these are basic needs, right? They don't have to have the Taj Mahal or Martha's Vineyard. No, they could live with, in many cases, a tent for a little while, depending on the weather conditions or they, you know, there's a lot of options, but if we decide to take them in, we have some responsibility to provide at least the basic needs, at least, you know, food, water, shelter, making sure the air is clean enough, uh, you know, sleep and the, the idea of love, the, 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 the reality that they're cared for at least their basic needs. That's fantastic. That's a starting spot. And then from there, they can begin to contribute to our society, our culture, right? Like that makes sense. Pretty self-explanatory. So right now, what our border states are saying is they can't do that. That's what they're telling you. Now, some people would argue, well, these are just stunts or tactics, but it's multiple states. And to me, that paints a picture. And when I hear the numbers, you know, 2 million crossings, man, that would overwhelm, it could overwhelm a lot of states. So I see it as, you know, a real issue. We have to decide how we're going to treat them, though. We got to decide that. What kind of people do we want to be and want to be known as? Because, see, even if we chose to deport them, how we do that represents us as a nation, as a people. It doesn't represent Democrats or Republicans. It represents all of us. If we treat them like garbage and we ship them back and dump them like garbage, then That's what we think of ourselves. If we treat them with kindness and respect and we deport them with kindness and respect, then that's what it says about us. It doesn't say 
we don't care. It's we don't have uh, the means to take care of you adequately. So go back to what you know. Not saying that that's right or wrong. Just like if we take them, how we take them matters. So we sent these 50 people to Martha's Vineyard. Okay, we're going to move on. If border states can't keep up with the demand, and that's really what it is, it's, it's demand, right? There's, there's a supply and demand. Right now, there's a huge demand for the basic necessities at our, at our border states. Then we have a little bit of an issue we got to talk about. Other states are clearly saying that they don't know what to do with immigrants when they get there. Otherwise, why would we have meetings? It's like, no, they're here. There they are. Good. Let's take them and do the plan. Execute the plan. Well, no, they don't have a plan. So they don't know what to do. And right now, what is currently polarizing us, well, it could be unifying us. You might be going, how could this unify us? Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Coming together to solve problems, that's teamwork 101. If if I'm a coach of a team and I want them to function at a high level together, sometimes I introduce a problem that they can all solve together, but they cannot solve it by themselves. I do that on purpose. Why? Because of teamwork 101. If there is a common problem and we put a group of people in there to try to fix the problem, they have to find a way to work together together. Okay. I know that that's a hard concept (laughs) under the current circumstances, but stay with me. In order to solve a problem, we need to acknowledge what the challenge is. So what is the challenge? I I, like, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not going to give you an all-inclusive list, but I'm going to give you a few things that are really clear to me. The border states are overwhelmed. That's clear to me. They can't deport because they're not allowed to under the current administration. Clear to me. They don't have space or ability to care for them all adequately. That's why people are dying at the borders. And then getting in is easy-ish. Now, I'm not suggesting that getting in is easy because these people are, they're sacrificing everything to get in. But at the same time, it is relatively easy when you get to the right place to just get across the water or get across the land. It can be relatively easy given very modest uh, accommodations. A small boat, I mean, very small boat can get you into the United States in a lot of places. Or a little short swim could get you into the United States in some places. Or climbing over an unfinished wall can get you into the United States in many places. Like there's ways that are pretty easy to get into the United States. We have resources in some places, but they aren't prepared. I'll give you an example. Martha's Vineyard. I mean, let's think about this. There are plenty of resources at Martha's Vineyard. We know that. I mean, I've heard great things about Martha's Vineyard. I know, like, there's not a shortage of water. There's not a shortage of food. You know, there's not a shortage of shelter. You know, I've heard great things about it. People go there all the time. 
The question is, is that the best place? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting question. Some right now want to blame our border states, governors, presidents, vice presidents. We're so busy blaming and being rude and jerks to each other. And what I would say, grow up. You got to grow up. Look, this is, this is real life. I don't, I, I don't agree with some of the dirty political tactics that go on. I, there, are, there are things in politics that just they bug me. And at the end of the day, don't lose focus on what matters. These are real people. They really came here and they really ended up at Martha's Vineyard. However that happened, we get to paint a picture of who we are as Americans. If I had a married couple acting like our federal government and our state governors and, and politicians in these hard kinds of situations, honestly, I t I'm just telling you where I would start from a, 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 a therapeutic perspective. I would start at communication 101. You have a message. You send the message. You make sure they received the message. Any noise that gets in the way in between the sender and the receiver has to be worked out in the checking. Yep, we have to check. We send a message. I send A, you receive A. Good, we're good. Even though the noise may have hit, the message was clear. I send A and you hear B. And guess what? The message was not clear. I have to send another message. Nope, hold on, time out. That wasn't the right message. A, was that a B again? No, no, no. A. Uh, oh, A. Okay, good. I'm hearing you. The message you sent was A. Communication 101. Now, it gets incredibly difficult and complex at times, but break it down. Break it down. Keep it simple. Now, I'm going to introduce to you a therapy tool here. So, if I were teaching our politicians, uh, you know, at every level, a basic communication tool, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give you what, what we call the awareness wheel. State the facts as we see them. I see, I hear, this is what is going on. Well, I did that. Thoughts or interpretations. I think, like, stay with me. I'm only on part two. The first one was facts. And facts as I know them doesn't mean I know them perfectly. Interpretations, these are the thoughts that I have. The thoughts that I have are, we're seeing a lot of dirty stuff happening between politicians. It's really ugly and dysfunctional. We're not acting like a team and we're definitely not representing the American people very well. That's my thought. Okay. My feeling is, um, it's concerning to me that the world is going to get this picture of us. And not because I care too much about image, but because I care too much about people. People matter to me. And deporting a person or sending them to Martha's Vineyard, eh, like we need to be really conscientious of the message we are sending to people about how much we care or don't care. I think, I, I think that matters. So it's kind of frustrating to me that we're acting like children when we're supposed to be grownups. All right. My wants. 
I want for the politicians that are acting childish to step up their game and have really important conversations about facts, about their thoughts, about their feelings, and express what they want. And actions. Actions are where the whole thing comes full circle. Once we have the facts, the thoughts, or the interpretations, the feelings, the wants all clarified, then it's very important that they take steps to either secure the border and deport with kindness and respect, or leave the border open and expect that people are going to be ending up in all places in our country because we need to send them where the resources are because the resources can't always get to where the people are. Okay. So that's, that would be the action. Prepare. Prepare for them to come to every state, including my own state, if we're going to just allow them free access. Okay, great. I mean, that would be where I am. Now, I haven't told you I am pro-build-a-wall or anti-build-a-wall. What I'm saying is whatever we decide here represents us as Americans. And if we don't act like adults and communicate effectively the facts, the interpretations, the feelings, the wants, and the actions, and then follow through, if we don't do that, what are we telling these people that are coming to our country? We're telling them that we're dysfunctional, childish, selfish, bratty little children. And no offense to, you know, bratty little children, but we're grownups. I don't know that I have any children actually listening to my podcast. It's, it's not really designed for that. And if I do, man, you are probably not one of the bratty little children. So please, my ask of all of you, like, let's help our politicians by accepting nothing less than kindness, respect. Anytime they belittle and they're mean and they're using dirty tactics, like make it known that you're not a fan. Make it known. And you can do that just by emailing them. They're all accessible online now. Now, chances are they're not going to respond to you. Many of them don't. At least that's been my experience. Some of them will. Well, once they do, once even your own representatives sometimes will and sometimes won't. They're busy people. I get it. But make sure your opinion is known that this isn't representative of the American people. We're not going to disrespect people. We're not going to treat them like, like they're objects. No, they're real people. And emotions are distracting us from this. So we have to acknowledge the emotions. It's okay that you have them. But then manage them. Manage them so that you can behave in a way that is adult-like and mature. I'm going to paint you a slightly different picture. This is going to be my, my exit route from this particular podcast. Here's a slightly different picture. 50 people came to the United States. They got a ride to Martha's Vineyard. 50 people may have had the best day of their life. 50 people. That's an incredibly cool story when we look at it like that. I've never been to Martha's Vineyard. I've heard good things, but I could imagine somebody could have the best day of their life 
at Martha's Vineyard. And maybe 50 people just did. Thank you for coming and joining us. Have a great day. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please take a look at our website at www.healthyperspectives.com with a dash in between the healthy and the perspectives, make sure there's an S at the end.com. So again, www.healthy-perspectives with an S.com. 